The January 6th hearings are a scripted production, but information is still being hidden from all of us. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Download and subscribe to my daily podcast to hear me get right into the news of the day. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. (laughs) Oh, heaven help us all. That's the illustrious, what's her face? Jill Biden, the... What? Doctor. Oh, wait. No, no, she's not a real one. Look, I'm not going to, I'm going to make a lot of people mad right now, right off the bat. Unless you can rearrange guts, I'm not calling you a doctor. It's just, it's just the way it is. My, one of my, well, first off, welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you, here with my tacos today, Kane and Juan. So, because apparently that's how this works. I, I just, also, uh, Bodega, I can't even say it. Bodega? I think she said Bogada. Like, if you go back and hear it, I think she said I'm divided on this. Can you play that again? I want to hear if it's Bodega. Yeah, go ahead and play it again. I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, okay. We can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogadas of the Bronx, See, as I heard Boda. beautiful as the blossoms Bogota. of Miami. That's what I heard, Bogota. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Bogota? For real. Bogota? I mean, it's not even close to right. Tell me that you've never left your super bougie beach town in Delaware without telling me that you've never left your super bougie beach town in Delaware. You're not tacos. Like, what in the world? Dude. So that went over really well. You you had the National Association of Hispanic Journalists that that hit back and they <laughs> saying, "Hey, guess what? We are uh, not tacos, nor are we burritos, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I just Bogota. How do you get that wrong? Can I just stop for just a second? I cannot get over this. Bogota. What in the world? How do you? How are you? Who you are? And you can't say this word. That's like the easiest word to say. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just, um, 
I can't. Is that like worse or better than Hillary Clinton with the hot sauce? <clears throat> kind of the second in a. Yeah, I was just wondering. So uh, that didn't go over well. Like I said, this comes at the worst time ever because here's a really fun piece from the Washington Examiner. Actually, is this Washington Examiner? This is, uh, no, this is WAPO. Biden's popularity among Hispanics is, hey, guess what? A new record low. No, it is. It is uh, a new record low. (sighs) And not just Hispanic Americans, black Americans, only 32%, 60% of Hispanics apparently disapprove. There's a new New York Times poll. This is, I've got a number of different polls here. His support from Latinos and Hispanics has fallen significantly. You had 60% who voted for him in 2020. Now everybody hates him. Now they said 54% of Hispanic respondents in the survey who disapproved of him said they disapproved of him for his poor performance. That is the singular reason why they would choose to back a different candidate. Some got more specific, some were upset over you know more of the cultural aspects, but bottom line, they got a real problem. And sending out uh, uh, Jill Biden there to say Bogota. Remember when they made fun of Melania Trump? She spoke like six languages. She speaks like six languages. Four or six, I can't remember. She has two languages that she's fluent in, other than her own native tongue. Jill Biden can't even say bodega. Or what was the other one? She said, si se puede. That was the other. (laughs) They made fun of Melania Trump because Melania Trump was an immigrant who could speak six languages. Jill Biden can't even say a couple of words in Spanish. Can't even say a couple of words. So that was. But see, it, it wasn't it wasn't bigoted or what did they say? Jingoistic. When they were criticizing Melania Trump, it's only that way if you are criticizing, you know, a Democrat. That's kind of how it goes. I just cannot get enough of this. She I don't know who's more awkward, her or her husband. This is the blind leading the blind. Oh, my gosh. You have the two most incompetent people in the White House right now. Cise Podway, Bogota. I just can't. It's like, you know, that um, Steve Buscemi meme where he's like uh, well hello there fellow kids you know she like grabs a taco and goes well hello there fellow hispanics that's what she does that's what she's doing gee many christmas now her her staff and this is what this is interesting so her staff released they say she was forced to apologize after this because it was so ridiculous of course it was ridiculous they said she's forced to apologize after she was saying that <laughs> i can't even deal with it oh my gosh Now, her spokesperson, Michael LaRosa, said in a Twitter post, quote, the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community. Why couldn't she say this herself? See, say podway, Jill Biden. Why couldn't you why couldn't you say this yourself? I'm just curious. I mean, this is an actual statement from the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. I'm quoting it. We are not tacos. 2022, everybody. 2022. Bogotas. As unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Jeez. I just... As if anything else, 
conveys. I don't. I, I think there are a few things out there that convey just how ridiculous and how pandering the left can be with this stuff because this is that entirely. So a few other. Gosh, I'm just not going to get away from this today. I'm going to come back to this well all show long. So just be prepared. So Hunter Biden, I had to watch these videos. Oh, my gosh. I need eye bleach and Jesus after what I had to deal with yesterday. So I was on Jesse Waters show. And at first I was going to talk about Jose Alba, who has been showing. He showed he took pictures and they, the family released photos. Jose Alba did of his stab wounds. Right. We're going to talk about that here in a, in a, in a few minutes because. The woman who stabbed him, you know, the the chick who was so broke she couldn't even buy a bag of Tatey chips, she's out walking free. So Hunter Biden, I don't. We were going to talk about that. Then then our topic changed to the Hunter Biden potential Man Act violation. Now, if you're not familiar with what the Man Act is, it's you can't bring you know people across uh, you know interstate uh, lines for prostitution, etc. It's like considered a human trafficking charge. Now, typically, and I was reading up about this last night. To have a charge under a Man Act violation, that's, that's in fact, kind of rare and just singular by itself. Now, I know a lot of people use uh, Jelaine Maxwell as an example and R. Kelly as an example, but they were also, they also had lots of other charges in addition to a Man Act violation. So typically when a prosecutor decides to, to apply that, that, that charge it's in addition to other offenses and so that could still happen because he's still being investigated so who knows what's going to happen but bottom line you had reddit doing or not reddit you had 4chan i this is a sentence i can't believe i said on television 4chan doing the job that journalists won't do they got in first off you have all of this stuff and some of the videos that we're seeing are from one of his laptops And some are from the compromised iCloud account because knowing, you know, cracky McSmoke crack, it was, you know, his password was probably one, two, three password. I, who knows? So they got all of this stuff. Dude, I don't, don't, whatever you do, whatever you do, everyone out there, promise me that you're not going to go to Twitter and look at, if, if you see 4chan trending, do not look. Because a lot of the Hunter Biden videos are not censored or redacted and i don't mean censored because government is restricting you know expression i mean you don't want to see a 50 year old crack addicts weighing i'm just saying you don't want to see it these are things that you could live the rest of your life just take my word for it there's not enough eye bleach and it's not due to supply chain issues so now everyone's saying well he brought these hookers one of i think like because he paid into some kind of russian prostitution ring this is so nasty. I mean, nasty nastiness. He he they, he paid into some kind of prostitution ring, and then he's arguing with hookers about how much he owes them. And apparently, his checks bounced, and he had to get money from dad so he could pay off his hookers. And and then J.P. Morgan Chase flagged the transactions involving this one woman, Ekaterina Moreva. She, they said it was a, a suspicious activity report because she got tons of thousands of dollars sent over to her and they flagged it. So that's why he was like, oh, I'm going to have to pay you in cash this time because, uh, you know, I had to pay you so much in cash. My bank flagged it, you know, for the hookering. I had to pay a lot of money and they took videos of them. There are, there's literally video of them being transported from Boston to New York for hunter time 
That's nasty. Gosh, I want to vomit. I want to vomit so bad. <sighs> so I had to look at some of the stuff to talk about it, which I didn't want to do, but I had to to talk about it on Jesse Waters' program. And he took, he can't stop recording it. He records all his own evidence against himself. He was in apparently in an elevator where he took videos of himself with his hooker late friends. I mean, he recorded everything and it's so disgusting. It's just so, I can't even deal. And then that, and the, one of the videos was him weighing his crack, arguing with them, which interestingly enough, and I sent a piece out about this last night, uh, Hunter Biden would actually be in jail under daddy's crime bill. They had this whole, what was it, the 100 to 1 ratio that they, that a lot of people were slamming Joe Biden on there for, there were accusations that this treatment of cocaine as less, I don't, what's the word, not lethal, what's the word I want, like less, uh, has less power or something like that than crack cocaine. They were saying it was like 100 to 1 ratio of powdered cocaine versus crack cocaine. And so crack cocaine carried heftier sentencing and penalties. And the structure of the crime bill and all of this is there are uh, civil rights activists that say it's disproportionately uh, as it has had a disproportionate effect on the incarceration rate of black males pertaining strictly to this particular controlled substance. And so he had 20 grams. The limit and the statute's five grams. If you have five grams over, the minimum is like five years in prison. It's a felony. So he's like recording himself doing a felony, committing a felony, doing the crimes. By the way, this was all the same time that he bought a gun and filled out his 4473, in which he lied on saying that he wasn't a drug addict. Oh, my gosh, I have so much. So economy, we're sending more money to Ukraine for them than we ever considered for our own border. We're going to talk about that here coming up because that's some more money that was greenlit. Uh, and apparently the White House is accusing Iran of delivering armed military drones to Russia. Putin is apparently scheduled to be visiting with Iranian leaders. So we'll 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 cover some of that. The White House appears to also be dropping some signs. They're terrified of tomorrow's CPI number, the new inflation report. So they're trying to get ahead of it so bad. They said, well, you know, the um, it looks to be uh, very elevated. That was Corrine Jean-Pierre's remark. So get ready to grab your britches, everybody. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. 
1-800-848-9999. Former Trump White House official Brooke Rollins explains how she and other conservatives are preparing to help the next Republican president advance their agenda and successfully fight the bureaucracy. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Rollins also explains how President Trump was able to accomplish so much despite the government working against him and how getting the right congressional staffers is vital. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Finally, maybe if the sweet meteor of death won't help us out, the super volcano will. Researchers are sounding a horror warning. That's literally the headline. This is so funny. They're saying that uh, one of the most explosive super volcanoes in history is still rumbling, and they are very concerned about it. So it's Lake Tuapo, or Tuapo, a serene body of uh, water located at the center of New Zealand's North Island. It sits within a prehistoric caldera or large volcanic crater. And the crater was formed after a super eruption, blah, 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 blah. That was like 25,000 years ago. However, it's still kind of rumbling, and researchers are getting a little nervous about it. And they're just, you know, kind of giving warnings, sort of like they are with, you know, the super volcano that's under Yellowstone, because that's a real thing, too. So maybe the super volcano. I mean, I'd rather get hit by a meteor than, you know, die in a lava flood. But, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, moving on here. I'm saying this somewhat, not entirely facetiously. Condoleezza Rice, you know, she's a huge football fan, right? So Condoleezza Rice, in addition to being like an accomplished, classically trained musician, so Condoleezza Rice is also now added to the Denver Broncos ownership group. She was added to this, and it was announced yesterday. She has a deep connection to Denver. She moved to Denver when she was 12, got her undergrad and PhD from University of Denver. So interesting. The uh, group also includes Carrie Walton Penner and Greg Penner and uh, Pat Bull and Trust, who bought the uh, the group in June for like $4.6 billion. Very, very interesting indeed. And a cask of single malt scotch whiskey sold for a record of $20 million to an Asian buyer. Whoa! The village it came from got 1.3 windfall. Stick with us. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us. And if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now get two free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code dana that's a 100 offer free to you visit goodranchers.com slash dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you this is a limited time deal so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because i promise you they're not going to be around for long visit goodranchers.com slash dana and use code dana that's goodranchers.com slash dana Code Dana. Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. What? Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. 
and don't go outside until officials say it's safe. So, all right, you've got New this. York City's Emergency Management Department decided that it was time to share a video outlining the important steps for New Yorkers to follow if a nuclear attack occurs. And I'm not quite sure that that's how radiation works. Just shower it off. Just get in the shower and get it off. It's just so easy. Maybe they could go out and shut their truth at it. Did you tell the blast about your pronouns, though? Because that would, might, you know, if you, did you go out there and be like, this, I, my pronouns are they, them. You're a bigot. Did you say that to the bomb? Because that might stop it. Don't think so. <laughs> Why don't they put that out? <laughs> Science. I don't know who decided to do this. Uh, it's their nuclear preparedness, PSA. Is there a concern that they have? I'm surprised they didn't go, wear your mask. Make sure you put your mask on your face in the event of a nuclear blast. Wear your mask. Or, um, like, are you vaccinated? Did you get the vaccine against the nuke? I'm just curious. Maybe, maybe that's it. This is wild. Why are they, why did they do this? So they said to get inside, stay inside, and just, you know, just take a shower, shut the window, close the window. I'm sure that's going to that's gonna help as your skin falls off your body because you've been radiated. I'm really sure that's going to help. Do they know how the nuke stuff works? I'm just curious. Good heavens. So that's, but you can't, you know, they, they, there's a lot of stuff you're not allowed to do in, in New York, apparently. And, and it sounds, I don't know. But is this because of Swalwell? Sidebar. Because he did say he would nuke gun owners. I'm just curious. So Swalwell sets off a nuke in New York. This is just weird, though. And also, none of what they said is going to... You're dead. You're dead. We should have played that Norma Tanega song here. You're dead. You're dead. Because that's exactly what this is. You're going to die to death. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you're, you are not going to live through this. It's not going to happen. But I think it's, it's sort of like how... When the uh, oxygen masks, when they tell you about that on the plane. And I'm like, yeah, if you got to get those out, you're probably going to die. Right? Oh, yeah. Isn't, doesn't that just make you euphoric and happy and, le- and like more compliant, the overload of oxygen? Isn't that? I, I'm such a cynic. You, maybe you shouldn't listen to me on that part. Anyway, let's move on because I'm just going to make you cry for smod. Uh, this, um, a few other things to get into here. So the forthcoming inflation report is going to be heinous. It's going to be so bad. Karine Jean-Pierre has already been out. She was out yesterday. Audio soundbite two. Trying to warn everyone. They're going to be slightly inflated. You know, the numbers. Listen. Wednesday, we will have new CPI inflation data. And we expect uh, the headline number, which includes gas and food, to be highly elevated. Mainly because gas prices were so elevated in June. Just in June? Because I feel like it's lasted a lot longer than that. Just in June, because you know, no, it's gonna, it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be, it's it, it's gonna be bad. So they're trying to get everyone to sort of ahead of this to anticipate what's happening. 
Oh, well, you know, the the upcoming numbers, it's going to be a little tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, and that plus his popularity. The White House finally admitted that, yeah, we're not really watching what his policies are doing to the economy. We, we weren't we weren't uh, we weren't really paying attention to, you know, the consumer price index, how it jumped one full point in April. So it's eight point six percent year over year. They're trying to just, I think, manage reactions and just tell you to not expect much. Who was it that said, uh, I had this saved. Let me pull this up. Some some Democrat was like, yeah, I'm going to propose a bill to raise taxes. Oh, that's going to go over splendidly during a time of inflation, you economic moron. This, you know, math and just basic economics, we have a, a literacy of stupidity, particularly with a certain group of an ideological bent in this country. Jean-Pierre said that the surging inflation that the White House expects on Wednesday was, quote, heavily impacted by the war in Ukraine. And then she... Was she tried to massage this appearance that Biden is not in any way remotely related or responsible for this by saying, well, you know, the June, the, the CPI data from June is already out of date because prices have fallen since June. But that's how every report works. They release it at the they release it after the month ends. That's how every report works. It's a measure of what happened the previous you know, like a month or quarter or whatever. But the economy is strong, guys. You had, according to, let me pull this up. So this was Spencer Brown that noted 353,000 Americans left the labor force in June. We're still down 200,000 jobs from before the pandemic. So no jobs have been created. No jobs have been created. 700,000 more Americans who aren't in the labor force but want to work compared to February 2020. We got a one quarter of gross domestic product shrinkage. And mm, are you sure? Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, because Q2, we've already, that's like, what, down as much as 2%. So that's, okay, you're correct. So that's two quarters. The last one, another 2% deduction. That's recession. That's that's the, yeah, that's a recession. That's a recession. We're not anticipating, we're in it. We're in it right now. They just don't want to say it because it causes people to freak out. You know what, though? One of the things that I was watching, so sidebar to this, but it's totally related. I was really watching how people were going to be acting to the Amazon Prime Day stuff. Now, this is not a commercial for them at all whatsoever. I just, because everybody goes nuts over that, right? Well, guess what? They're not really going nuts over it this year. Do you know why? Because nobody wants to spend their money. It's Biden inflation. We're in a recession. Nobody wants to spend their money. Although, Kane, I did find a tiny electric chainsaw. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like handheld, like one-handed. I saw those. What? I don't know what you would use it for. How much is it? I mean, look. Hold up. I tweeted I about I'd, it. I'd, I'd buy that, I think. I mean, just to have one, don't you think? I mean, it yeah, just seems... Yeah, it looks seems... like a little nubby one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's a four-inch portable electric chainsaw. Aren't all chainsaws portable, though? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know what yeah. makes this one more portable. They say it's a handheld chainsaw pruning shears for trees. Do you see, guys, how easily I get distracted by fun <laughs> things? It just takes two batteries. And it's wee. It's teeny weeny. I saw the video of it chopping like this three-inch log. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's useful. You could just use an axe but, and probably get it in one swipe. But, you know, this is actually probably way funner. It's sixty-three ninety-nine. It's it's a twenty. You save sixteen dollars. It's a twenty percent discount. It's a number one bestseller in power chainsaws. Somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it has one hundred eighteen ratings, seventy four percent, four point four out of five. Just saying, I don't know what. 
what you would need that for. But so my whole point is that, you know, yes, there are amazing deals like that. I don't even know what there's things I don't even know what I need. I still I maintain that a lot of prime stuff is that. Like, I'll stock up on my shampoo and conditioner and all that stuff, you know, whatever. I, I hate going into stores because I just don't like interaction. I just want to stay home and be curmudgeonly. But, um, no, sorry, kidding aside somewhat, uh, I, like, order, you know, like, your stock up, your basic stuff, right? You know, if you want to get you a pair of socks, like athletic socks, you know, things like that. But anyway, my whole point is that apparently people, I and I, there's one initial story out about this. It's kind of, it's a little hard to tell right off the bat because it just literally started. But... They're saying that the it is they're they're not really seeing it says Amazon. This is a Chicago Tribune. Amazon Prime Day comes amid slow sh- a slowdown in online sales growth. Now, this is their biggest day of all the year. They try to get people for prime membership. So they raise the price to their prime membership. And I'm going to if I sneeze, forgive me because I am crazy with allergies right now. And so. They use this two-day event. It's the biggest of all year. They're trying to get people to get their Prime membership. But they said that it's way different than how people have usually treated uh, Prime Day. They said that sales could climb to $7 billion. That it, it, They don't totally disclose their Prime Day sales, though Insider Intelligence is a research firm. They suggest that sales could climb that much. It's weird. They're like, you could see a 16% increase over last year, or you couldn't. <laughs> Maybe or maybe not. Yeah, it's kind of a a coin toss. But they did say that. So Amazon already said they had a lot of workers. They expect excess capacity. They're they're trying to get rid of the excess capacity from the stuff in their warehouses, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the, the company posted a quarterly loss in April. And they had the slowest rate of revenue growth in two decades at only 7%. And inflation added $2 billion to their costs. So... The, I think the Wall Street Journal had once said they were like the darling of the pandemic economy, but now they're slowing because everything is slowing. I just kind of look at that as the, the biggest, the big fat canary in the coal mine. Like that's the last bit of proof that you need when it's even prime day. When people like me get excited over a little portal, it's like a pocket chainsaw. Who doesn't need a pocket chainsaw, right? Right? I'm telling you, sixty four ninety nine for a pocket chainsaw, you're saving $16.94. Pocket chainsaw, Kane. Think all the things you could use it for. I have I mean, no idea what for I that would be. I usually steer away from any electric power tools. Like a chainsaw, I would much rather have a two-stroke engine on that thing than a than some battery-powered thing. My husband does not like me messing with any power tools at all whatsoever because I am I'm like a uh, I have all the strength and the zeal of a Bob Vila without any of the expertise, and it's scary for everybody. I might, you know, it's scary for all involved. So I'm just saying. Anyway, that's kind of. That's, I'm looking for an air fryer. Oh, they got, I'm sure they got them. Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking. There's one thing that I'm really good at is finding like discounts and, and deals and all of that because I've always been. I think when you grow up poor, you're always, always looking for like the best price on everything. And it's, it's so and you're always looking at like, where can I get the best this, that, et cetera. So this, but this one, this note with Amazon, that's, dang, that's just, that's still, that's rough. That is rough. So I'm going to be watching. It goes on today and tomorrow. And I'm sure that some of these uh, research entities are going to be releasing some, you know, initial data. But I'm very curious to see how it stands up to years prior, particularly before pandemic too. So in addition to that, 
you have they're warning all of this. But in the meantime, you know, you have the president who said that he's committing an additional one point seven billion dollars in aid to Ukraine. And I'm just not quite sure why. I mean, didn't they want what was it? How much they only wanted like what, 50 million, I think, or something like that for the border wall. How much did they want for border wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've sent so far like multiple billions to Ukraine. Where's Europe stepping up with this stuff? Because it's their backyard. I just, you know, just I'm just curious out of curiosity. So I don't know. And then we have Democrats also now saying that they would like to raise taxes. That is one thing that you just do not do in in a period of inflation. So coming up, apparently the Mexican president. Um, Manuel Obrador lectured Joe Biden for 31 minutes in the Oval Office, apparently. We're going to talk about this coming up. Uh, He's not going to be shaking hands in Israel because of the uh, Wu flu. But I thought he was boosted and vaccinated and all that stuff. Or vaccinated and boosted. What happened? Yeah, Yeah, I'm just curious. Also, you know that story about, oh, the the alleged pregnant 10-year-old, which was a horrific story? Well, apparently it's not true. And everyone reported it like mad. We're going to talk about that. Chris Cuomo's making a comeback. Ooh. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. So, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. I was uh, doing some work yesterday. And I was listening to some music. Sometimes towards the end of the day, as I'm doing certain things, I'll, depending on what work it is, you know, just have music going. And uh, the song by Rush came on, Subdivisions. And I was listening to it. And I thought, you know what? That's BS. I actually disagree with you. I totally disagree with you. All of you. And because the lyrics, they're, it's sort of like the Tim Burton of prog rock, right? It's like the... Edward Scissorhands song of prog rock because Edward Scissorhands was, you know, Tim Burton's sort of repudiation of that, you know, cracker box. Everybody, everybody's house looks the same suburban life. And that's kind of what this I mean, well, that's exactly what this is. I mean, it's a song that they're railing against conformity. But why is it that subdivisions aren't necessarily about conformity? I mean, I don't necessarily think that I have conformed to anything. And I lived in a subdivision for a while. I mean, not as a kid, but like later on, you know. What was, what's so bad about living in a subdivision? I used to live in the city. What's so damn great about living in the city? You, you only have a couple of boutiques, supermarket or grocery stores that sell things if you only eat cheese and drink wine. I mean, it's great if your diet is wino, but if you, you know, you would like to expand your 
consumption horizons. You got to go out to the county. You got to go out. And then that's like a half hour ride, right? To get out with gas prices, what they are. Come on. What's so wrong about when? Look, I had never I've only ever lived in rural areas or the city. I've never lived in like a subdivision kind of area or the burbs. So so we say and I love living in the burbs. What's so bad about it? What's so bad about living in the burbs? I hate all of this. Well, I'm going to rail against the burbs because that's what people who are different do. Oh, I'm sorry. You hate having, you know, plentiful grocery stores and you hate having like everything right in like a little radius that's convenient for you. You know, a place where your kids can grow up and all that stuff. Like, who are you? You know, if you want them stepping over, you know, needles and feces like in San Francisco, you know, go all through it. I watched a video of kids the other day trying to navigate their... uh, Uh, a bunch of uh, drug addicts shooting up in a homeless encampment in L.A. I mean, that's not for me, bro. I mean, does that make you a conformist because you don't want to step on a human turd when you're out and about just trying to, you know, get your steps in? Is that what that means? I mean, come on. So, no, I totally disagree. I love her, but I totally disagree with them on this song. Conform or be cast out. That is not true. That is not true at all. This is why is it when did it become you know like trendy to hate on the burbs man the burbs starring tom hanks was one of the best movies ever made by the way we have a whole other hour on the way folks coming up eye bleach you're gonna need it uh hunter biden or ear bleach hunter biden stuff wokery uh economy energy so much more stick with us more on the way in moments Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Nearly two-thirds of Democratic primary voters want a different nominee. Two-thirds. If you break it down by age, 94% of Democratic primary voters under the age of 30, 94% say they don't want Biden. That is a stunning number. Yes. Um. I mean, he swept his grandchildren, but other than that, I mean, like, who, uh, I mean, 94% don't want him, who are, dem- again, 94%. Demo- Democrats. They, the they think it's funny. And it is, kind of. But at the same time, you know, when you have an unsuccessful president, that means everybody is suffering, no matter the party. Welcome back to the program, second hour of the show. I am your hostess, your lovable neighborhood curmudgeon, Dana Lash. Good to be with you as we kickstart this Tuesday yesterday went by really really fast so we were we've been talking about a number of different things from um what well the disastrous I think showing one of the reasons why Democrats are losing in so many key demos and one of the big 
Like, for instance, this is a big piece coming out of uh, Washington Times, and my friend Carrie Pickett had this this morning. And this, this comes on the heels of the Jose Alba story. The crime wave, particularly in New York, is driving Hispanics away from the Democrat Party. There was, now they have a very prominent bodega, or bodega, if you're Jill Biden, a prominent bodega business organization that said the unchecked crime against businesses is driving Hispanic voters away from the Democrat Party and to the Republican Party. Francisco Marta of the Bodega and Small Business Group, they represent 16,000 bodegas in New York City. Or, again, as Jill Biden would say, Bo, what did she say, Bogota? Bodega? Bogota? They said, quote, our Latino elected officers have been so quiet about the violence affecting the city of New York and most of the cities in the USA. And they've been slamming the way that the DA has been operating the you know, cashless bail, et cetera, et cetera, because it's driving, really driving recidivism and crime further because there's no deterrent. No one's worried about going away for a long time because it's not happening. Just really wild. And so they're Democrats. It's not just, you know, all, Democrats think that they can add a, an X onto Latin and that's going to solve the problem. No, it's you're not paying attention to what they're saying. They're concerned about crime. They're concerned about inf- the recession. I'm not even going to say inflation anymore, which we have, but we're in a recession now. We need to start saying it more. So this is, I mean, it's not unusual. Crime is driving uh, uh, really everybody away. Americans are more pessimistic about the direction of the country now than we were in the teeth of coronavirus shutdowns and just after the Capitol riot. The, you have elections in 120 days. 120 days. Just wild. I'm telling you, this is not going to get, it's only going to get worse from them. It's only going to get worse for them. People are, are, I think, are tired of the constant fear-mongering. They're tired of the gaslighting. They're tired of being told that it's, oh, it's, it's because it's Putin's price hike. They don't believe it. The inflation report tomorrow is going to be disastrous. They, it's, it's, there's nothing. Homebuyers are canceling deals. CNBC had a piece saying homebuyers are canceling deals at the highest rate since the start of the pandemic. The share of sale agreements on existing homes canceled in June was just under 15% of all homes that went under contract, according to a new report from Redfin. Home builders are also seeing higher cancellation rates. Nobody, people are afraid to spend that much. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage started around 3% this year and shot above 6% in mid-June. Now it's about 575, according to Mortgage News Daily. And borrowers are no longer qualifying for the loans they want because of higher mortgage rates. I'm telling you, your people's their dollars aren't going uh, where they, th- as far as they used to. So now the market is turning around. There's no urgency in bidding for homes. It's it's getting bad. Tell you what, and what they need to do. Really, they should stop the spending and lower taxes. There's a draft plan that they're apparently going to be revealing, though, in the coming days, according to the New York Times. They're trying to salvage, build back better. They're proposing raising taxes again. (sighs) 
published just the other day in New York Times. They want to raise $203 billion over a decade by imposing uh, an additional 3.8% tax on income earned from pass-through business, like a medical practice, law firm. And they said that the money that would be generated by the change is estimated to be enough to extend the solvency of Medicare trust fund that pays for hospital care, et cetera, all this other stuff. So they, they, want, they, this is, they want to raise taxes. That never works, though. Now, Senate Democrats, have they've agreed with some of it. They said that, uh, oh, some of the high-income earners are using a loophole to slash their tax bills. Well, that's what you guys do. Maybe stop spending and just get rid of income taxes altogether. I know, it's just not, we have, yeah, and as Kane notes, we have record tax revenue coming in. Record tax revenue. This is just a mess, an absolute mess. But that's, it's not going to, it's going to make it all worse. I mean, they focus on tax hikes, but I mean, you're, this is actually going to affect mostly low and moderate income households. Good heavens. It's just, what are they going to do coming up for midterms? They're going to, they're, I, I mean, Republicans will lose the Senate for themselves. Because they're, if they choose, they're running a bad candidate in Pennsylvania. And hopefully they won't choose a bad candidate in Missouri. And it's like Republicans are too scared to stand up to the attacks coming from Warnock on uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia. Walker was talking about, a pollu- the, the, it was a discussion on green energy. And Herschel Walker was giving a speech about, uh, at, a, a, at a campaign event about uh, climate and China's pollution, et cetera, and how, you know, China's the biggest polluter, et cetera, et cetera. And he was explaining in layman's terms, you know, yeah, they pollute and that air comes over here. And all these people like Ted Lieu, whose friends were a bunch of gun runners, by the way, uh, and uh, these other Democrats were sharing this as a way to like try to shame Walker because he, what, didn't try to talk over everybody's heads. I don't, I don't understand what they were trying to shame him for. Where's the lie in what he said? It's just stupid. Where's the, where are all the Republicans going in and, you know, making fun of, you know, Herschel Walker's not the one being taken to court by his ex-wife saying that he's not uh, doing his part as a father and not taking care of his kid. But hey, you know. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So a few other things to get into here. Europe is bracing for a gas nightmare because Russia they're very conveniently, it's not just a Germany, it's a couple of other countries, but it's as a penalty. They said, oh, suddenly there's uh, some scheduled maintenance that we have to undergo. Yeah, some, some scheduled maintenance, maintenance that we have to undertake for the gas pipeline. Well, at least it's, you know, not in the dead of winter, I guess. I don't know. But this is what there's... Do we have this situation? It's the main natural gas pipeline between Russia and Germany. They said that it was unclear whether Moscow would turn the taps on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline back on after 10 days of work. Of course they're not. And they're upset with some of the Germany's moves, Ukraine. Now, then on the other side, this was a fascinating piece that I read yesterday. It was from Foreign Policy. The headline is China is stealing Taiwan's sand. I mean, there's, believe it or not, there's actually a limited amount of sand. That's true. They said the Taiwan Coast Guard Administration had, a, had they said that they got a new frigate and they, it was 4,000 tons. 
uh, blah, blah, blah. They were talking about the Northern Pacific Flotilla. They're trying to protect one of the most precious maritime resources, sand, because China has been relentlessly dredging sand in the island's waters. It's, give, it's getting Beijing sand, and it's presenting Taiwan with a lot of expenses and maritime degrada- degradation. And so Taiwan and China are kind of facing off now over sand. They said that China lacks a large amount of sand to build skyscrapers in many, in many cities. As a result, they're dredging a large amount of it on the islands of Taiwan along the coast of China. And because China claims that Taiwan is part of China, it thinks that dredging sand near, its own, near Taiwanese coast is fine. And Taiwan can't really do anything about it other than send some Coast Guard vessels to chase the excavators away. But they've already been able to get a ton of sand out of the seabed. And they said after water, sand is the world's most used resource. The world builds the equivalent of a wall, they said, 27 meters high, 27 meters wide, spanning the whole equator. 50 billion tons of it every year. That's pretty impressive. And most of it's being used by China. They want to be seen as this industrialized powerhouse. And I guess they think that buildings that no one lives in is the key to that. And so they build a whole bunch of those. But they have to use, because you use it in asphalt, you use it in glass, it's used in concrete, land reclamation, all of this stuff. They said that desert sand doesn't work because it's too smooth and it's not cohesive. They have to have sand from rivers, coastlines, and quarries. That's very interesting. So these two things going on on either side. You got Biden now going to be, he's, he's going overseas. He's not going to be shaking hands in Israel, even though he's double boosted and vaxxed and all that stuff because of the coronavirus. But I thought you were vaccinated is the word with the vaccine. That's the word that they like to use. That's not a vaccine then. So he's not going to be shaking hands. They noted when Trump has visited Israel, he shakes hands with all the ministers and dignitaries, all this other stuff. I don't know. And then one other thing, because I know we got we got headlines coming up. You had uh, the Mexican president, Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador, who lectured Joe Biden, apparently in the Oval Office for 31 minutes during the White House visit today. They said that he was lecturing him about New Deal gas prices Uh, economic collaboration and one of the reporters said that the most awkward part was when he told Biden that Mexico is allowing Americans to cross the border to buy gas because it's a dollar cheaper per gallon and they said that when when Obrador was finished Biden reminded him that U.S. economic growth is leading the world What? (sighs) did Biden fall asleep during the lecture I'm curious. Yeah, we got more to come. We have headlines on the way. Much of the media doesn't cover some of the most important stories of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I will discuss how the January 6th hearings have become a completely scripted television production to fit a Democratic narrative and how no one is still asking why so many important details are still being hidden from the public. Don't forget, download and subscribe to the daily No Chit Chat podcast. I don't talk about every single issue, just the ones you need to know the most. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. 
So apparently Susan Collins and Rob Portman just voted to allow uh, Steve Dettelback, the Biden nominee to head up the ATF to move that nomination from, well, to the floor of the Senate. So we'll keep an eye on all that for you. But that apparently just took place. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, I don't even know why we need an ATF, much less a guy to lead it. But good heavens. Uh, Also, this, pull this up. Oh, goodness, I went like right by it. Elon Musk could get a $400 million discount on a $1 billion Twitter breakup fee by writing it off as a tax loss. Twitter's shares plunged by 6.5% to $34.41 in pre-market trading after he withdrew his offer. This stuff hurts him, I mean, because he's, you know, got nine, what, over 9% shareholders. So this hurts him just as much as everybody as Twitter, as much as everybody else. But I'm wondering what other, I feel like he's got another play with this. We'll see. Uh, American support for LGBTQ rights often stops with quote-unquote transgender rights, according to 538. Wait until you hear some audio we're going to play for you coming up at the top of uh, the next segment. Uh, But they said that, according to 538, they said, yeah, people stop with the transgender stuff and the you know, the pronouns and the uh, taxpayer, you know, reassignment and all of that stuff. Very interesting. And honestly, I just have seen a lot of people, well, at least gay conservatives anyway, that are also very, and especially uh, not just uh, gay women of, of the left bent, but also that are considered libertarians, etc., that are very uh, opposed to the stuff because of women's protection with tra- with the transgender movement. It's undermining women's protections. And there's a lot of people that are objecting to that, that are finding common ground that they didn't have before. Uh, sunspot, giant sunspot threatens the earth. Solar flare may cause blackouts. How many times do we hear this? So they said a giant sunspot is threatening the earth with potential blackouts. It was described by Apollo astronomer Apollo Lasky in a Monday statement published on Space Weather as an incredible-looking sunspot crossing the center of the solar disk and a new large dark core. That sounds like a really cool series, like a sci-fi series, like Space Horror. Dark Core. Or like how you have Cottage Core and Barbie Core. You could have just like Dark Core, where it's like goth. Uh, just appeared on the limb. I don't even know what that means. But they said they don't know. They're still looking at it. But yay, swirling swirling cores of magnetic energy. Also, a study found that old friends appreciate you reaching out more than you would know. Isn't that nice? I just think that if you're meant to you keep in touch, if you're meant to keep in touch. You know what I mean? I kind of look at it like that. But they say that... Uh, I don't know what they I don't know why they did this study it was from the University of Pittsburgh but they said that people are fundamentally social beings and enjoy connecting with others like dogs uh, which are better people Uh, apparently subway sandwiches can be sued over their tuna sandwich claims that it's 100% tuna according to a judge that suit can go forward what else is in it if it's not tuna Ew. stick with us politics pop culture and whatever else gets canceled tossed in a blender paid for by sponsored hate mail it's the dana show thank you mr chairman thanks to all of the witnesses for being here uh, before uh, i, I want to visit with you miss Maskey, but before i do i just want to clear one thing up professor bridges you said several times you've used a phrase i want to make sure i understand what you mean by it you've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy it, would that be women 
Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my us, line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can get <laughs> so you're denying that trans people exist. They and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're at, opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's Josh Hawley having a conversation on. Uh, well, obviously, the issue of uh, men being able to with a Berkeley professor, Kiara Bridges. It was a hearing earlier today, and this this is just just crazy. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. And the idea that I think accusing people who are engaging in open dialogue. Is a of, of somehow promoting or opening up people to violence is a narrow-minded, cheap way to silence dissent and stop questions and ultimately open conversation on it altogether. It's just really silly. This is a stupid, silly. Res- I mean, are you? Are you? Are you? Good grief, Karen. Get a handle. She's emotional and combative. And I don't, I, I, I mean, the idea, she's like, oh, I want to, you know, I, 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 this is, you know, it's, 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 you're, I want to recognize that your line of questioning is transphobic. Well, that's, I, like I said, it's a cheap way. It's like emotional blackmail to get people from, to not ask a question. I think that that's bigoted and I think it's malicious. And quite frankly, I think Kiara Bridges response was downright evil to accuse someone else of having some kind of moral failing about uh, of bigotry, which I, I, I actually think that it's reverse when we're talking about this discussion, because some of the worst bigotry I've ever seen has been perpetuated against women by men who want to appropriate their sex. And to have someone who's, you know, a Berkeley law professor, which just goes to show you that some universities aren't what they seem or what they used to be if they ever were. It, this is it, this is just like um, it's like Mad Hatter conversations. I don't know how to describe it. It's wild. These are people who have no interest in any kind of truth. They want to, however they can, force you into adopting their perspective. Wrong or right. It's not about truth. It's about forcing you to accept their version of events. 
That's what it's. A, that's a, that's all it is. Just wild. She was super combative, and I thought his line of questioning was very. I thought his line of questioning was good. And she asks him, "Well, so are you saying that men can't get pregnant?" And he says, "No." And then she immediately deduces, "Well, uh, that just uh, goes. That proves my point. You're just transphobic." Except men can't get pregnant, and your whole entire reality doesn't exist. Men can't get pregnant. Men can't have children. We like science, correct? Because this is science. Just, this is basic science. Kane, you can't, you didn't have your children, did you? Just want a quick check. Because no, Kane's a man. He's a man, birth. and he can't, have a ch- he can't have a child. Did not birth anything. You, you're, so you don't? You're not able to, you don't have any of the... I don't the, have the capacity to give birth. Mm. Now, even beyond that, you also do not have the chromosomes that would designate you as a female, correct? That is the science, yes. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, you, you can still be a woman without having children if you're, that's what your chromosomes are dictating. Right. Meaning my female chromosomes? Yeah, you're not a woman. Right. So, but if I was a woman and I just happen to be like, I don't know, 60 and I'm not able to have kids, I'm still a woman, right? Yeah, if you're a woman and you're 69, or if you're like 20 and you can't have kids. Right. You're still, because it's more than that, that that's, yes, that's only women can have it because that's what their, that's what their, their DNA, their makeup, their chromosomal makeup indicates. Right. So not all women can have babies, but all all babies, All babies are had are by born women. By women, right? Yes. Exactly. That is correct. That is correct. I, I just, it's just wild to, I, I don't, and I don't see how that. I, like, she was kind of embarrassing, and it was cringe at one point. It was just malicious and mean spirited, and to say, I mean, that's a logical fallacy. Would she just? I mean, her argument that, well, you must accept that A is true and A equals B. And if you if you say B, that that equals A, then I mean, here you go. That's up. Then you're transphobic. But that's only that's based on the presupposition that you believe that males, male humans can have or males, period, can have children and they can't male males. Men can't have kids. They cannot birth children. They do not have the chromosomes that direct their sex. They don't, that's not in their DNA. They, they cannot have children. These are scientific facts. I would hate to be in her classroom. I feel bad for the students in her classroom. No wonder everybody's like so close-minded coming out. I mean, I've just, I hear horror stories about Berkeley. If you have teachers like that, does it, it make sense, does it not? But even more too, I mean, this, it's an illiberal line of questioning because she is only, she is solely shutting down any discourse over an emotional BS speeches violence excuse. That is that that is absolute illiberalism. And it doesn't matter if you dislike Holly or not. You should dislike illiberalism, especially when it tries to masquerade as otherwise. Good grief. I just... Silly. It's silly. I can't even believe we're having these discussions. Now you can see, and they're so... And, and people like her, they're so combative. It's this... The, these woke schools in our society are so combative. 
I refuse to be held into some kind of emotional bondage because I refuse to allow to have my sex appropriated and my speech dictated by the patriarchy, the progressive patriarchy, which is all it's ever been. Which still is today telling women what's what. Still to this day. Just craziness. Absolute craziness. So that's one that's one of the things that's been going because they're trying they're they've they've been discussing by because Biden has this notion that he thinks he's going to be able to do some kind of uh, what is it health emergency for access to abortion except it's not gonna it's not going to happen it's just not something that they're going to be able to do because that's it doesn't it's not going to be able to allow him to appropriate federal funds for that purpose so I have a few other things that I want to make sure that was just an amazing though amazing. Uh, a bit of audio also this audio soundbite five i'm sure everybody at this point has seen the video of these kids particularly this five-year-old in his underwear punching and hitting it's a black police officer and a white police officer and this five-year-old is cussing them out and hitting them on video Wow. Golly, five years old. The sad thing about that is the adults who are there, you're supposed to direct a child's actions and nurture them, make them feel protected. And that's, you know, also a sign of showing that you care, not sit back and and antagonize them and use them in that fashion. It's just, just horrific. Golly, I can't imagine what those kids are going to face when they're teenagers. I just feel like their future is kind of abysmal considering how they're being raised. That's just, you have to be taught that. You have to be raised to do that. Golly, I could never imagine. My, oh man. So story, when I was younger, I don't know if I shared this one before. I was probably about maybe eight. And we lived in a little town in Missouri. And it was just me and my mom. And next door to us, a house that we had rented, uh, next door to us was this young, it was another young family. And they had a little baby girl and they had a son who was about my age. And we played most afternoons in the summer and after school and all this stuff. And, you know, when we could, my mom worked a lot, so I would be at another family member's house. At one point, we got into an argument, and we were in my backyard, and it was the the way that our yard was set up, there was a concrete wall on the other side of our, looking at the back of my house, on the right side of our house, there was a concrete wall, um, so our yard just kind of dropped off, like, you know, four feet, five feet, whatever. It's kind of dangerous now that I think about it. And that was their driveway. That was my neighbor, the neighbor boy's driveway. And at one point we got into a fight and he yelled or something and he's like, I'm going home. And I'm like, fine, whatever. And he jumped over the wall to go to his house. And I saw his mom at the kitchen window. She was washing dishes. And I 
don't know why I did what I did. That I think it was because I was having a tantrum and I was, you know, like a seven or eight year old brat. I don't know. And I didn't actually even know what it meant. I just know that I had seen it before. And I gave her the one finger salute. That was the first time I ever was in fear of my own life. Because she disappeared. She just, poof, disappeared from the window. And the next thing I knew, she was apparating like a Harry Potter movie on top of the concrete wall coming at me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I ran as fast as my little legs would carry me. And I went and hid under my bed. So she talked to my mom. And I got my A-double snakes whooped. I got, wait, have you ever had, have you ever been spanked with a wooden spoon? Oh, yeah. oh dude. Spare the rod, spoil the child indeed. And I went over and I apologized. And it was all okay. But I mean, it was corrected like immediately. If I had done anything like what those kids had done, if it wasn't my mom, it'd be my grandma. It would be another family member. Hell, it'd be an older cousin coming out there with either a branch, a belt, or a wooden spoon. Because you're the parent, I mean, and, and I agree. I mean, there's certain times when you sit down and you're like, well, you shouldn't do that. That's not nice. But then there's also times like, what the hell is the matter with you? You know, and then spare the rod, spoil the child. Good grief. Those kids need some structure and parents in their life because they're, I, I can't, man, I can't see them going into good things. It's awful. We have more to come. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. I have so many Florida Man stories. I'm not even, let me start with this one and then we're going to move on to some of the other ones I already have on my rundown. So apparently kids were being loud at a Florida steakhouse last night and a diner pulled out a fork. Not to eat, but to get to stabbing. That's Miami Herald. Southwest Florida, according to Lee County Sheriff's Office, a man was arrested after he allegedly threatened a fellow diner with an eating utensil at a restaurant in an Estero Mall. Malls are open still? They still have malls? Good. According to the affidavit, a family was finishing up dinner at the Wasabi Steakhouse around 6 p.m. when their two young daughters were just became disruptive and loud. Seated at the next table, a guy identified as Joseph Vatter became agitated and told the father to shut his kids up. And the victim told the cops that he and his wife were trying their best to keep the kids calm. The offender picked up a fork, looked at the victim, and threatened to use the fork to stab him in the throat. The police report said that the complainant then got his family to leave, and so the offender got inches from his face and continued to be belligerent. And apparently, security video shows him still following them as they left. And then he smashed the victim's car window, and deputies responded he had already left. They tracked him down. They arrested him on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and property damage. He was sprung on $6,500 bond. Why? Why would you do this? Why would you do this? The Florida woman hit her dead mother in the freezer to collect her disability payments, say police. Oh, my gosh. 93-year-old Marie Hoskins was found by police who were doing a welfare check dead inside a chest freezer in Sebastian, Florida. The daughter, Michelle Hoskins, was questioned, and she admitted to finding her mother. She had already, she was in, in a bedroom. She brought a deep freezer to store it, and then she wanted to get the disability benefits. Oh, my gosh. This is just awful she's totally going to jail stick with us we got a lot more in store originalism they have the justices who take that approach go all the way back to our founding fathers and pretend that they know what our founding fathers meant 
when they drafted the Constitution. Uh, I use the word pretend because who the heck would, should, would, would know what our founding fathers meant? Um, That's the Maisie Hirono, Congresswoman, that King calls Lazy Hirono. Welcome back to the show, third hour of the program. We kind of do know what they meant because they have lots of things that they've written about it. These things that rhyme with schmedralist mapers. They have those and they've written a lot about stuff in there in relation to the Constitution and their debates about amendments and everything from voting and the electoral college to term limits and everything are all in these things that they call the Federalist Papers. It's all pretty extremely clear when you read the Federalist Papers. Well, she hasn't read it. Thus, it does not exist, Kane. She doesn't have object permanence. She's like a baby. If they don't see it in front of them, it doesn't exist. Do you really? You know what? I think I've stumbled on something. I, I hope I introduced myself when I came back, if you're unfamiliar. Dana Lash, the lovable curmudgeon, your neighborhood cranky person. The um, object permanence issue. Is that why they don't believe in certain facts and science and you know things like that? Right? Yeah. Because there's no object permanence. Right. Curious. Hmm. The, there are some real crazy sound bites coming out of... Uh, coming out of this hearing that's going on right now in the Senate. Someone had tweeted, today is the first time a literal demon has testified before Congress. I, this, is, this is crazy. I'm going to put some of this in here because I'm seeing this. Uh, it, they've, been, they've been testifying about abortion. You had this one Berkeley professor that I think really kind of summarizes in you know, the soundbite that we played last hour. She was saying that simply the mere questioning, because Josh Hawley had questioned her about whether or not a man could have a baby. And she insisted, she was saying, are you saying that transgender people don't exist? Well, clearly people that have gender dysphoria exist. But to adopt the idea that a man can become a woman just because he says so is not a real scientific based thing. And words are not violence, nor is questioning. That's the illiberal garbage that the progressive left push in order to shut up any questions, any discussion, any dissent. And that's really what this is. When she's saying that if you refuse to accept my perspective, then you are denying the existence of, you know, X, Y, Z people, then you're you're denying. I, I mean, I'm just... You have to basically believe in nothing to believe that science can be suspended in a way where a guy with a frankenbeans can become a woman, you know, with all the appropriate accoutrements, so to speak. They're, they're, they want to redefine what is a man and what is a woman as being this undefinable, very magical thing. That you could just determine later. And that's not how our world works. You can't just simply say that you believe that people who have gender dysphoria exist. You have to affirm their insistence that, yes, no, it's a, a, a real actual, a man can actually become a real, a total full woman. <sighs> 
That's not academic. It's not liberal. And to argue that somehow it's violence to disagree. Now you see why they get why people like this get so unhinged, like this professor from Berkeley, which goes to show you that higher ed is garbage at this point. I mean, at least in some places. It's not words are not violence. Disagreement is not violence. They can't just simply say we disagree and are we're mad that you won't agree with us. They have to fabricate some kind of worse offense in order to invalidate the disagreement. Because they cannot simply they can't coexist with differences. That's ultimately what it comes down to. The coexist that whole sticker, the coexist sticker in the early aughts, the wrong people. They they were they needed to remember that that bumper sticker was for themselves and not everybody else because they are the bigots that have the worst struggle, the worst time accepting other people or accepting difference of opinion. Goodness. Just wild. Absolutely wild. No, it's been a very crazy kind of questioning going on here in the Senate. If I as I see some crazy stuff, I'll I'll make sure to share that with you. Now, uh, a few other things here. Democrats in trouble. It just gets worse. We're expecting the new consumer uh, price index, the CPI numbers tomorrow. And the White House is trying to get ahead of it. They're trying to sort of manage the expectations and reactions of all of this. It seems slightly elevated, you know, but the economy's great. And they also said, this was interesting, audio soundbite 10. Karine Jean-Pierre says, we're not, we also don't pay attention to any polling. Listen to this. We are going to, uh, you know, as we're talking about inflation, our plan right now is uh, to do that transition uh, from that, uh, the growth that we've seen in the economy to a more stable and steady growth. Uh, And uh, we've seen that in the numbers last week with the jobs numbers. And we're going to continue to focus on that, give the Federal Reserve uh, its opportunity, its space uh, to deal with uh, inflation. They have the best monetary policy to do that. Uh, But again, this is what the president's going to be focused on. We're not going to pay attention to to polls that's not what we're going to do here what we're going to focus on is uh, delivering for the american people oh wait how are you focusing on delivering from the american people when you don't pay attention to what they're saying when they're surveyed (laughs) i'm just curious on that because none of them believe you none of them believe that it's a putin price hike none of them believe this none of it Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. they're not gonna they're not gonna pay attention to any of that well I'm telling you, they need to. The stories that I am seeing coming out of, whether it's the New York Times, they had two. They had a whole other uh, piece today uh, on Joe Biden and basically being too old to be in office. It's not, it's bad, man. They are still. Joe Biden, I think, one, I do think he wants to run. But I also think that the media is kind of pushing out this, Hunter Biden stuff and everything else as a way to say, you might want to rethink that. You might want to rethink it. Then it comes this story involving Biden. I meant to get to this a little bit earlier. It's under my media malpractice. It's under media. This is a crazy story that everybody has heard, and I've seen it used whenever Republicans go on, be they governors or senators or whatever, when they go on CNN or MSNBC, they're beaten over the head with this story. It was the story of a a pregnant 10-year-old. Like someone apparently 
uh, you know, the, the when the story first came out, it was this 10-year-old that was apparently in Ohio and she had been raped and all of this other stuff and she uh, was uh, had traveled out of state to get an abortion and Biden was using this as a way to argue that apparently some states don't contain exceptions or whatever for rape or incest, et cetera. And they were just settling on this, on this story. And it was really, um, it, it was kind of crazy to see it. They talked about it on CNN State of the Union. Uh, Dana Bash on July 3rd had questioned Christy Noam about it. And over and over again was saying, well, you know, what do you what do you make of the story? Isn't this just absolutely unacceptable? And um, I think what what is it? Town Hall has a bunch of mentions of all the different media outlets that had covered this. Right. And so. The story, as it turns out. Doesn't look like it was true. And it actually even at one point forced Washington Post to write about this. I hear all this at Politico, TMZ, Mother Jones, MSNBC, um, all of these. Megan Fox over at the, I believe, Federalist had compiled a massive list of all of these stories wherein this 10-year-old, they were citing this as evidence of, you know, a heinous crime against a child. But yet whenever you, if you have something like this, because they, they, they said that she went to see Dr. Caitlin Bernard, an abortionist in Indiana, to ask for help. And Dr. Bernard apparently did it. But Dr. Bernard, who likes talking to all the press, never came out and actually said it. The big thing that no one talked about was why was there no investigation and criminal action against the person who had reportedly done this to this 10-year-old? And why did Caitlin Bernard not report them? Because she, by law, has to report a crime against a child that's exactly what this was and well as it turns out it was a fake story but that's what this had been reported to be so why didn't she report it there was no active investigation nothing had been reported none of that and a lot of people had questions about the timing and about how bernard was not asked answering any questions about this how sick in the head must you be to fabricate a story like this. That's sick. To make up a story. And as Fox had noted, uh, the, the writer over at Federalist, because she has patient, doctor-patient confidentiality, no one can FOIA her. Yes, you have that. However, it was a 10-year-old that she cited and thus crime against a child it should there should have been an investigation and there would have been had it happened because she is required by law to report why did no there were no lawmakers in ohio asking for an investigation as to who raped a child nothing like that at all there were there were reports from indiana star and uh, Jennifer Rubin at Washington Post, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Caitlin Bernard was all over the press citing this fake story. Indy Star, the Indianapolis newspaper, had reported this. Gannett, it's a big media company. I mean, why in the world? Nothing. They lied, and every all of these media outlets reported it. 
because they agreed. They just wanted it as confirmation bias. It's no shock, the headline that I had yesterday showing that only 11%, 11% of people in this country actually have any faith in the institution or the, the practice of the free press because they're not a free press. When you are not even working to verify these stories that you're just running, no single reporter at Politico or Huffington Post or Mother Jones or MSNBC or Indie Star, or any of these, not a single reporter before they put their byline on this thought, you know what, maybe let's just check to see since this is a discussion about a crime against a child, whether or not it's been reported and there is an ongoing investigation. Other people at conservative-leaning entities had to do it, and they discovered that there wasn't. Sickening. The press deserves all the scorn they get. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Washington Examiner had a story about Russian-aligned hackers that apparently targeted Congress's website the other day. This was kind of kind of crazy. They said that it happened uh, towards the end of Thursday evening of last week. A Russian-aligned hacktivist group took credit for turning the text of the site entirely into Russian. Okay. And then it was undone, and then everybody went on living their lives. Okay. Oh, there you go. Uh, nearly half of Republicans, they say, are ready. This is New York Times now, so... I haven't looked at the crosstabs, but they said that nearly half of Republicans are ready for a different nominee in 2024. Uh, they it's I mean, they said that Trump is under 50 among Republicans, 50 percent. Uh, and I think some of that has to do with he's not an elected office. And DeSantis is making news because he's still in elected office. And a lot of people are still targeting DeSantis. So you have to understand what drives this kind of stuff, too. Um, but I do think that it's a good problem to have. Uh, so many we have so, so many people on the bench whereas who do they have on the left oh yeah mayor poot secretary mayor poot new mom but buddha judge that's right yeah so very interesting i'm gonna uh, this is gonna be interesting to see how this develops and what these numbers look like as we get closer to midterms too a virginia man won two hundred fifty thousand dollars playing lottery numbers that he said he saw in a dream holy cow i mean it's like joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. This Alonzo Coleman won $250,000 after taxes, thanks government, in the Virginia Lottery's Bank a Million game. He said he saw numbers in a dream. It's hard to believe, but that's what happened. Still hasn't hit me yet. It's pretty crazy. Uh, also, the, let's see here, Mexican drug cartel traffickers were released on bail reform laws after the feds arrested them in New York City. So New York's and Alvin Bragg bail reform laws they got they had 1.2 million dollars of meth and they were released on uh, bail reform laws and there you go right there good job alvin bragg stick with us your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back if you're gonna have to learn stuff you might as well enjoy it the dana show danalash.com and remember to sign up for that newsletter over at substack chapter and verse and you can also watch the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show on the first too i was reading this headline that came out of philly it says spike in women seeking license to carry permits comes as philadelphia violence continues to rise and this isn't just in philly there are headlines like this in cities across america 
And apparently it was, they said uh, concealed carry applications in Philly alone spiked 600%. When you look at uh, St. Louis, they're up. When you look a number of of cities all over. And the fastest growing continued to be the fastest growing uh, demo for this is women. And women of all ages. And that's the thing that's really interesting. It's not specifically young women or older women. It's just women of all ages, all creeds, everything. They want to make sure that they're protected. And one of my friends has been doing this for 11 years, is helping train women to shoot and get their concealed carry license. And it's my friend Rick Ector, who does such a great job of this. He joins us now via Skype. And you can find him also at DetroitCCW.com. Uh, he's a certified firearms instructor, Second Amendment advocate. Uh, we've had him on before, but he's been doing this now 11 years, as I understand it. And Rick, first off, thank you so much for what you do and appreciate you joining us. Hey, thank you very much, Dana. And glad to once again be on. Of course, of course. So, and, and congrats on doing this. Now it's a, you're past a decade and I know that these classes are always packed. Tell me a little bit about, I, I mean, how you've grown just over the past few years and what you're expecting this year, because as I understand it, this is going to be coming up towards the end of July, July 30th and July 31st, the 11th annual free women's shooting event in Michigan. That is correct. Uh, you know what? We've uh, started out this event 11 years ago and it started out modestly. I believe we had 50 people that first iteration. That's a lot for your first time. You know, when you're highly optimistic and have lofty goals (laughs) inside, I was crushed. But uh, you know what? Our mutual friend, uh, Ken Blanchard, encouraged me and told me to keep going. And uh, lo and behold, during the height of the pandemic the year before last, we hit our high watermark in excess of 1,900 and uh, we have high hopes to uh, continue to train as many people, as many women that want to come up. That's amazing. We're talking to our friend Rick Ector, and you can find him at DetroitCCW.com. Uh, you've, and you have, I mean, really women from kind of all backgrounds, people who, you know, kind of know their way around firearms, women who don't, women who have never ever gone to the range who have mm-hmm. never picked up a handgun or a rifle or anything they have no they they're learning from you you're their you're their first point of contact how has this changed over the years generally the majority of women that come to the event are first timers uh we do have a steady stream every year of people who do uh return i mean it's a great way to get in some practice and you can do it for free you know what and i'm yeah. glad to do that and, uh, yeah, and, and that's many, important not to interrupt you, but you do this for free. You do this at your own time. Yeah, and sometimes when they do come back, maybe after taking a few years off, they bring other people with them. So it's a great organically grown event. That's amazing. What are the what are the reasons that women tell you when when they show up and they they start classes? Like, why are, are they are they worried about the crime rate? Are they worried about uh, what, what are the reasons that they give for wanting to carry and get armed? Well, in general, you know, the crime uh it, it, it's a problem in most uh, large urban areas uh, such as Detroit. Uh, it's no different than any other. But uh, one thing that I have consistently heard was that all of the news reports that they saw of, of uh, disturbances all across the country in our largest cities and the police were just standing down, just watching yeah. some communities burn. And uh, it was very disconcerting for a lot of people. And they decided to 
go ahead and take that stuff, take the plunge and buy a gun, get some training and get a carry permit. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I got to get your, your reaction, too, to that New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case, that case versus Bruin, when they, they the, the difference between the May issue and the Shell issue, that's good news for a lot of states where people had to wait for weeks and, and beg law enforcement to, can we please protect ourselves? And then they had to show good cause to even carry, which I thought... You know, it was just simply showing them the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. <laughs> but in New York and New Jersey and in California, some of these other states, it wasn't good enough. What do you think that's going to do now towards people wanting to make sure that they can protect themselves? Give me your give me your thoughts on 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 that. Uh, it's going to be excellent for individuals to exercise a greater degree of involvement in their safety. Uh, the only real question is going to be is how do they interpret uh, the order from the Supreme Court and what yeah. type of what type of criteria will they have in the qualification process in terms of the training? Will it be one hour that exists, I believe, in uh, Florida, according to my buddy, or will it be eight hours here in Michigan or will it be 16 hours in uh, Chicago? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I just I just still talking to a friend of mine who had lived in New Jersey and he was telling me all the stuff that he had to go through. And in Illinois, Kane used to live in Illinois. You had to get your permit to purchase. Then you had to go. You just had to, you had to have multiple permits. Get one to buy. And in Texas and growing up in Missouri, that is so strange to me. That is so strange <laughs> to have to do that, Rick. It's so weird. And so I'm hopefully, as you were saying, the criteria, they're going to be you know pretty straight with how that's interpreted. So this event that's coming up, and we're talking with my friend Rick Ector, and the website is DetroitCCW.com. Rick's been doing this for a long time. Firearms trainer and provider of personal protection systems does all of this uh and you're having the 11th annual free women's shooting july 30th and 31st i think that that it's free is huge um because i know that you know especially in an inflationary period money's tight and this is one thing that you know women don't have to worry about well the one thing that i wanted to do was to remove all barriers the only issue you have to concern yourself with is getting there and sometimes another consideration is people don't want to go to some location by themselves yeah. and concerns about privacy and, and they don't do that. So I always encourage them when they show up to make friends with a couple of ladies and then they could be gun range buddies. And where they continue down yeah. their path to uh, personal protection, they can pick up a new hobby. And I think, too, when women know that if they're just starting out, if they know that other women are going to be there, that's also an encouragement. I mean, not to say that going to the range is like a man's thing, but I think for some women who have never done it before, they might have that perspective. And so it's probably encouraging them, to them to know that other other ladies are going to be there and they can have like a ladies day out or something. Well, I would imagine if you were going in and there weren't too many other women there, you might feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh, that does not exist at this event. It will be all women. And uh a lot of people make a lot of good friends. And like I said, range buddies, that, yep. that's a new relationship they'll be forged. That's fantastic. Well, people, can they go to DetroitCCW.com to sign up? Where, where can they go to sign up if they're interested in doing something like it? Going to this be, uh, registration will open on the 24th. Okay. They can either go to my blog, LegallyArmedInDetroit.com, or they can catch me on social media on Facebook. I have... Uh, my Rick's my uh, Rick's Firearm Academy of Detroit page, which is at Facebook.com forward slash Michigan CCW or my profile page, which is Facebook.com 
uh, forward slash Detroit CCW. I'm on all the social media networks that matter. There you uh, go. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. If you do a search on my name, Rick Hector, or laid legally armed in Detroit, I guarantee you'll find me. There you go. And we're glad for that. Yeah, he's also on Twitter at Detroit CCW as well. And we'll make sure we put all that stuff in there, uh, too, so people can find it. Rick, God bless you. I'm so, I can't thank you enough for doing this for women and helping women protect themselves for so many years. And you've been so selfless at this. Thank you for continuing to do that. And I wish you much success. We'll talk again soon. Yes, and thank you again for having me on, Dana. Always a pleasure. Always love it. Thank you so much, Rick. Good to see you. All right, folks. And then you can go to find him on Twitter at Detroit CCW. And then we gave you the website and all that to find as well. And uh, we'll make sure we have all that up there. That's awesome that he does that, too. Uh, And he's got such patience. Patience dealing with all them women. That's a lot of ladies. That's a lot of Kane's laughing. Well, you know what I mean, right? I mean, you got you got to have some patience in dealing with that. Both of you guys are laughing. It's true, though. Come on, you know. Come on, y'all know. It's true. It's true. Very much so. All right. Make sure too you go sign up for that newsletter because I have a few things that are going to be coming out at you on that. And of course, we're going to be we're going to also be bringing you uh, when they come out tomorrow those latest the latest numbers as it relates to. Uh, the inflation, all of that stuff. I saw this headline. I got to share this with you real quick before we get moving. So you remember Congresswoman Premier Jayapal, right? So she has been a very uh, vocal supporter of defund the police and all that stuff, right? So guess what happens when she has to deal with a threat at home? She calls police. She... Most usually, she's all, she's a member of the squad, so she lives in Seattle. On Saturday night, there was a 48-year-old man who was arrested. He apparently threatened to kill her. Well, that's actionable, and you can't do that, and so there you go. So they arrested him. He apparently lives a mile, a half mile away from her, and he was planning to, I guess, pinch, pitch a tent in her yard and live there, uh, and this is according to Seattle Times. So they arrested him Saturday night. She called the police. Now, she has always been a supporter of defund the police. And KUOW had had noted how she was a huge advocate for not only defunding police, but also using that money and allocating it towards other issues. Hmm. Whether it was working on the homeless problem or doing something else. So they're going to file criminal charges, and I'm sure they're going to involve a hate crime charge as well. That's what's being reported, um, which I just I think all crimes are kind of hate. I don't know why one would make be more illegaler because of an you know identity variable. But I do think that it's interesting that no one has asked her, wait a minute, who did you call? Who'd you call when this happened? The people that you wanted to defund and the people that you said should be defunded Nash, like in, in cities across the country? Interesting. So you really like those norms when you when you need them, right? Hmm. It's always lip service for for the base, but when it comes down to it, half of these people don't believe in the stuff that they parrot. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays noon to three p.m. Eastern time. This is such a ridiculous story. LeBron James says if he were Brittany Griner, he'd question going back to the USA. According to a story from TMZ, 
he made these comments. He said uh, he was he, he was on the shop and he made the comments. He goes, now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Wait, you mean why? Wait, you're mad because America doesn't have her back. The basketball star who slammed literally like the founding of the country and was all about, you know, screw the anthem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just going to just, you know verbally defecate all over all of the freedoms that enabled me to go out and do what I do. That, Brady Griner? Because you can't have it both ways. You either hate America or you love America. You can't, I mean, sure, not every country's perfect, but she, like, went, you know, I mean, good grief, you can just Google it. She was pretty hardcore in her criticism. So, wait, you, you, you don't like everything that the flag stands for and all the freedom and all that stuff, but you want America to come around and bail your butt out after you knowingly take a substance that you know to be banned in Russia to Russia during a time when Russia's getting sketchy at Ukraine's border, and you think that's, that there is an obligation here? Not how I look at it. I mean, he's welcome, too, to go to Russia. I'm sure he'll make just as much money over there as he... Oh, wait, no, he won't. Or he could go to China. I hear he likes China a lot. I'm sure that the communists over there are really going to allow other people. You know, they are really he would have made. I'm sure he would have made his wealth uh, in their systems. Right. Like he did here. No, wait, no, that's not true either. Hmm. And if he decides to ever criticize either one of the regimes, I'm sure they're totally going to allow that. Right. Oh, wait, no, probably not. What a dumb comment. Like, any, you know, that's that's it's just so ironic. Incredibly ironic. Now, one last thing. So Whoopi Goldberg was dismissing this morning. I don't know. Watch the view. But I saw this on the Hill. She dismisses Joe Biden's taco comments with the remark of, quote, we all step in poo from time to time. She was just really downplaying it and saying that it wasn't anything. She's like, oh, this happens. Um, That's not she like they all made fun of Melania Trump's accent. They made fun of Melania Trump and mocked her her Slovenian accent, and they had uh, Sonny Hostin Hostin who who mocked her accent, even though Melania Trump can speak five languages and knows how to say the word bodega, and can tell the difference between people and tacos. But okay, these people are jokes. All of them are jokes. Absolute jokes. Today in stupidity, Kane. I almost want to hijack it, though. Well, this will be CBS. I don't know exactly who's saying this, but CBS is telling Americans to stop purchasing things and continue living with your parents because that's how we're going to get through this. Listen. You know what? There are also some other big decisions you can make. You could say, hey, I was going to buy something big, and maybe I won't do that right now. Hey, I was going to move out of my parents' house. Maybe I won't do that until I get my reserves built up a little bit. I think it's important for us to try to make these changes while we can. Really? Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, and there you Just accept it. it. This is basically the messaging. Just accept it. Don't criticize the president, this administration, and all the policies that led to these problems. Just, you know, cut back on your purchasing. Stay with your parents. I'm sure your parents would love that. Just stay at home. Yeah, just cut back on your... Or maybe you guys could cut back on your purchasing. I mean, there's also that. Just, you know, saying. There's there's also... Apparently, good heavens. All right, folks. That does it for us today. I just... I'm turning into a real smart aleck right now, so it's a good thing that the show's ending right now. Uh, Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. I'll share it in there. 
DanaLash.com. You can get it up and subscribe or in the link in all my profiles on social media. Have a great night. Back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.